so we have seen one more incident of the great institution failing again so in the last two months this has been the seventh suicide in the best institute of the country so how, how much uh, i think the intake is very very less just 30 40 seats it used to be when i was aware of this entrance and all only 30 40 people of the lakhs of people who appear for the seats of medicine they are able to make it to aims delhi the brightest of the bright and just imagine those very bright people after successfully proving their accomplishment studying their syllabus and performing very very nicely so called immensely successful but they are in great depression and they are committing suicide can you just imagine seven and uh, three of them are doctors and one was one or two were students something like that and others had completed their degrees so after finishing your degree from the well known most well known institute of the country so why this is happening and this we see it is happening everywhere so now people are clueless two generations ago mostly people were taking to agrarian uh, practices they would cult cultivate their farms and live very happily and they got enamored by the city life oh just see city is so nice you can have movies over there you can have lot of enjoyment you can have pubs and drinking and all sorts of facilities they started leaving their farms or started children sending their children out oh you please go to city or let us go to city and enjoy a very nice life but in the last few decades we have seen this last generation has seen that all those dreams for which people left their agriculture and farms and settled in the city life all those dreams have got frustrated so why what is missing it is uh, they are successful in whatever parameters you have said they have performed very very nicely then why they could not attain the objective of all those endeavors so before we go into bhagavad gita today i would like to share with you a very very powerful shloka from shrimad bhagavatam shrimad bhagavatam has 18000 verses after we finish bhagavad gita we can move to shrimad bhagavatam that is post graduate study of spirituality so let us see one very important shloka which will throw some light upon what we have discussed and what we are going to discuss so here you must be seeing on the screen this is first canto of bhagavatam second canto chapter verse number 10 bhagavatam has got 12 cantos so this is from first canto very beginning so very very important shloka it says kamasya nendriya pritir labho jivet yavata jivasya tatva jigyasa narto yashcheha karmabhi what does it mean it tells 
kamasya kamasya means of desires na indriya preeti life desires should never be directed toward sense gratification gratification means enjoyment sense enjoyment one should desire only a healthy life or self preservation since a human being is meant for inquiry about the absolute truth nothing else should be the goal of one's works kamasya na indriya preeter we all have various desires so life desire should never be directed towards sense enjoyment so then why should a person live sh what should a person desire as far as bodily comforts are concerned one should desire only a healthy life or self preservation not self indulgence and luxury this is the version of bhagavatam only healthy life since a human being no why i should just uh, try to preserve my body not indulge in satisfying the body more and more no then why what else will i do maintaining a body is very very simple with few hundred or few thousand rupees i can very easily maintain entire family so then rest of the time what will i do no since a human being is meant for inquiry about absolute truth nothing else should be the goal of one's works nartho yascheha karma bhi karma bhi means actions artha means purpose nothing else should be the goal of one's works nartho yascheha karma bhi the goal of one's work is to inquire understand about absolute truth what is actually truth of this life what is this entire world what is this going on of which i am part of so to save time for this inquiry one should desire only a healthy life and self preservation so purport is also very fantastic so shila prabhupad explains the completely bewildered material civilization is wrongly directed towards the fulfillment of desires in sense gratification so we think civilization is advancing it is advancing in ai robotics and many other advanced sciences but bhagavatam is mentioning completely bewildered bewildered means confused and puzzled material civilization material civilization spiritual civilization two kinds of civilization civilized means a systematic way of living so we also have some systems in our society but all these systems are based on the concept i am matter this body which is made up of matter bring more matter to satisfy this material body that is material civilization it is wrongly directed towards fulfillment of desires in sense gratification in such civilization in all spheres of life the ultimate end is sense gratification ultimately i want to enjoy my senses whatever can be the field in politics social service altruism philanthropy and ultimately in religion or even in salvation the very same tint of sense gratification is ever increasingly predominant so a person can follow politics or he can do some social service he could be altruistic helping others philanthropy and he can be religious also he can go to temples also very nicely but even when he is going to temples or churches or mosques he is following any religion the purpose is same sense gratification so one devotee was telling he is brahmachari now 
so we were discussing that what was your background how do you how did you join and come in so he told yes i was pious and i was very uh, fond of worshiping lord hanuman and uh, for 10 years i worshiped lord hanuman very very nicely and then uh, he was supposed to give some examination finally in college and uh, then he desired hanuman ji at least please give me these many percentage of marks it is very very important exam and i have worshiped you so nicely i have please fulfill this desire and then he got 30% of what he desired <laughs> so then he told this this is not uh, done so this worship is not useful and then he stopped worshiping so even if we follow religion ultimately or even in salvation so some people after religion after all the sciences enjoyment they want moksha salvation but why a person goes for moksha same sense gratification enjoyment in this material world could not satisfy me so now let me leave all the enjoyment and let me have moksha why because i think this moksha will give me will give me enjoyment my personal enjoyment is the foundation of all the activities you can go politics you can go social service philanthropy you can uh, become doctor you can become engineer you can become husband you can become wife but the purpose is personal sense gratification in the political field the leaders of men fight with one another to fulfill their personal sense gratification why are they fighting with each other my gratification the voters adore the so called leaders only when they promise sense gratification as soon as the voters are dissatisfied in their own satisfaction they dethrone the leaders so every basis the basis everywhere the basis is sense gratification i am giving some votes to the political leaders why if he promises i will satisfy your senses your eyes would be pleased if you elect me i your uh, ears would be pleased your pocket would be pleased so you can please your senses very very nicely again sense gratification and when there is disturbance they dethrone the leaders and the leaders must always disappoint the voters by not satisfying their senses why because by satisfying senses you are not satisfied that is why they keep on changing the government they will vote for the government and then they will change it the same is applicable in all other fields no one is serious about the problems of life so the life is full of problems we can see we all see how we are fraught with various problems one problem we solve there is toothache i solve toothache then there is stomach ache stomach ache i solve then there is some issue in the family family issue i resolve there is some issue in the office that i resolve there is some issue with the finances that i resolve there is some death that i resolve there is something else natural disaster we keep on solving one problem after another and no one is serious about the problems of life we are so mad oh more enjoyment more enjoyment no one is seriously thinking and the real problems of life are birth death old age and disease even those who are on the path of salvation desire to become one with absolute truth and desire to commit spiritual suicide for sense gratification but the bhagavatam says one should not live for sense gratification why we are lending so much credence to bhagavatam because whatever knowledge we have in the world of all the sciences physics chemistry math civil and whatever we hear of so the knowledge is there in the 
Vedas. But even after writing all these Vedas, the author, Srila Vyasadev, he was not satisfied. So Vedvyas got satisfaction when he wrote Srimad Bhagavatam. So that is why you may have expertise in, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, you can please park it. Many questions will be answered in course of the session. Otherwise, we will take it up towards the end. So even if a person has knowledge of all the sciences, of uh, all the Upanishads, of medicine, of military warfare, everything, still he will not be satisfied. Ved Vyas was not satisfied unless he described the crux of all knowledge, Bhagavatam. So what does Bhagavatam mention? One should not live for sense gratification. One should satisfy the senses only in so much as required for self-preservation and not for sense gratification. So the senses require, they demand something. Basic demand is there. You have to satisfy, you have to eat something. Uh, the tongue demands some taste. So only that much taste you can enjoy, which is required for keeping the body and soul together to preserve. More than that, if you want to enjoy the senses, it will only bring misery in life. Because the body is made of senses, which also requires certain amount of satisfaction. There are regulative directions for satisfaction of such senses. So this body is a machine. Just like with every machine comes a manual, this body, this universe, how to have optimal usage, the Vedas give the instructions. So that is why how to satisfy the senses, there are instructions. You want to eat, so Vedas are mentioning this kind of food you should take in the morning time. This kind of food you should take in the afternoon. This kind of food you should take in the evening. And uh, this much solid should you take. This much liquid should be taken. And this much space should be left for the gas for proper digestion. In this weather, this season, this climate, such kind of food is good for the body. If you have this tendency in your body, then this kind of food you should eat. This kind of food you should avoid. This is called Ayurveda. Park Shastra. So all these sciences very, very nicely described which kind of machine you have got, what is the environment around you, basis that, what kind of food you should have. Like this for enjoyment, how to have enjoyment in this world, enjoyment is not denied, but the Vedas give the direction. In a limited way for self-preservation, you can enjoy the senses in the direction as mentioned in the Vedas. But the senses are not meant for unrestricted enjoyment preservation you can do. For example, the marriage or the combination of man with a woman is necessary for progeny, but it is not meant for sense enjoyment. We think marriage or combination of man and woman is for sense enjoyment. That is why the whole world is in chaos because they don't see any enjoyment coming from it. They are getting more and more frustrated by it. So it is not for enjoyment. It is for progeny. In the absence of voluntary restraint, there is propaganda for family planning. But foolish men do not know that family planning is automatically executed if, as soon as there is search after absolute truth. The seekers of absolute truth are never allured by unnecessary engagements in sense gratification because the serious students seeking absolute truth are always overwhelmed with the work of researching the truth. In every sphere of life, therefore, ultimate end must be seeking absolute truth. 
एंड दैट सॉर्ट ऑफ एंगेजमेंट विल मेक वन हैप्पी बिकॉज ही विल बी लेस एंगेज इन वेराइटीज ऑफ सेंस ग्रेटिफिकेशन एंड वॉट इज दैट एब्जुलट ट्रूथ इट विल बी एक्सप्लेन इन द फर्दर श्लोकास सो दिस पीपल डू नॉट नो दैट satisfaction of the senses is only meant for preservation of the body if there is no taste in the senses then a person cannot continue why a person would eat if eating is not tasty how would the world go on if there is no pleasure in the combination of man and woman but such pleasure has been given so that the soul can continue living in this body and more soul can get chances to get more bodies because in this body you can derive it to get the highest satisfaction of life highest satisfaction of life is not sense enjoyment if you make sense enjoyment unrestricted enjoyment as the aim of life then we will always be frustrated as we have seen how it is happening so satisfaction of the senses can never satisfy you unrestrictedly unlimitedly if you want unlimited happiness in life unlimited satisfaction and ecstasy then what a person should do here it is mentioned seeking after the absolute truth that sort of engagement will make one happy so when a person does jivasya tatva jigyasa nartho yascheha karma bhi he starts inquiring what is absolute truth absolute means his existence is not dependent upon anything else not relative existence i am existing now i will not exist in future this identity is finished this form is finished form is anyway changing with the passage of time so i cannot tell i am beautiful i cannot tell i am ugly you are ugly before in at the time of birth then you become beautiful then again you become ugly you cannot tell i am tall you were very small now you are tall again you will finish and you will be ash we will not be ash body will be ash so in this way i cannot tell i am smart i am dull i am intelligent i am black and i am white i am indian i am american i am engineer who are we we have never thought of if somebody asks who are you i am this and i am indian i am american i am engineer i am scientist i am doctor i am ca i am cfa no sir you were not cfa you will not be cfa who are you these are designations labeled upon you so this is called inquiry about absolute truth who am i living within this body which is changing forms and names and what is the source of myself how i have come here and how this body has come here this is called inquiry about absolute truth so like this if you do research so oh, i have come from my father my father has come from his father his father has come from his father in this way if you keep on tracing 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 one day we will understand after research of many many lives from where the entire world has come into existence we will understand what is the purpose of this world so this kind of engagement seeking the absolute truth makes a person happy so this people do not know so this is called brahmanical civilization so people were educated so that they can do research so researchers are not happy in aims because they are researching simply after the body within this body there is spirit there is consciousness if they do research about consciousness then they will be happy
So the subject matter of research should be spirit, absolute spirit, absolute truth. And one more advanced level than seeking, searching after absolute truth is knowing and serving the absolute truth. So what is that absolute truth that Bhagavatam describes? Vadanti tattva tattva vidas tattvam yajjyanam advayam Brahmeti Paramatmeti Bhagavan iti shabdhyate. That absolute truth is called Brahma, Paramatma and Bhagavan. And who is that Bhagavan? Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. That is Vasudev, that is Sri Krishna. He is the origin of the entire world. All the souls, the bodies which the souls are acquiring, all the universes, they are emanating from him, that personality. We can create small microbes from our uh, bodies. Small insects can come out of it. So we are also creating some living entities from this body. And within our body, so many insects we generate. And that is why some people get tapeworms in the stomach when uh, proper digestion is not there. The food is uh, lying there in the stomach for a very, very long time. So you produce tapeworms within your body. This is the principle. We can also produce many living entities in this body from this body. So God can produce unlimited living entities from his body. So all these bodies and all the living entities, if you do scientific research, those people who have already finished the research, they are concluding this thing. So when we engage ourselves in the loving service of the absolute truth, that brings a person happiness. So today's civilization is completely bewildered because they do not know how to become happy. So happiness is not by enjoyment of senses, but because I am not this senses and body, but by serving the doing research about absolute truth, God. So this philosophy was preached to Lord, by Lord Krishna to Arjuna. So Lord Krishna explained this philosophy as we have seen in the first two chapters. And uh, Krishna explained, you are not the body, you are spirit soul. This is what we teach to any new person. So satisfying body will not satisfy you. And after this, Krishna tells to Arjuna, now you fight. So Arjuna is bewildered. Krishna, what is this? You just told all these activities are of no use. And because I am not this body, I am spirit soul. And now you are again telling me you engage in activity further. This is what many people ask the question. And many people get the impression that, uh, oh, so it means we should stop doing our duties, stop doing our job, stop all the activities. No, activity should be done, but activity should be done for Tattva Jigyasa, as it is mentioned here in Bhagavatam. Jivasya Tattva Jigyasa Nartho Yascheha Karma Bhi. The purpose of all activities is Tattva Jigyasa. So that is why Arjuna is telling, oh, Krishna understood. So I will leave my duty and I will do Tattva Jigyasa. I will understand this absolute truth. I'll follow Buddhi Yoga. So he wanted to read the Vedas, leave everything, become a beggar. Something like that he was proposing to take sannyas immediately. So Krishna told, no, that is not recommended. For general populace, as long as our heart is not cleansed, if we leave all the duties immediately, still material desires will continue. And such a sannyasi will again fall for material activities, will be a disgrace to society and to a general sannyasis also. 
so that is why completely dedicating yourself to read the vedas understand absolute truth it is not recommended unless a person is very very highly highly qualified and heart is completely cleansed of all material desires you are not supposed to leave your duties so that is why there is a process which is called yagya people do not know so lord krishna very nicely explained to arjuna arjuna earlier you were thinking i would fight because by fighting i would satisfy my senses or somebody's senses so now also you should fight but the objective of fight should not be sense gratification your personal enjoyment but then what should i do why should i fight for so krishna explained to arjuna कर्मणो अन्यत्र लोको यम कर्म यज्ञ अर्थात डू योर एक्टिविटीज फॉर यज्ञ कर्मण्येवधिकारस्ते माफलेशु कदाचना यू डू नॉट हैव राइट अपॉन द रिजल्ट ऑफ योर एक्टिविटीज अपॉन द फ्रूट्स ऑफ योर एक्टिविटीज यू डू योर एक्टिविटीज नाइसली बट द रिजल्ट ऑफ एक्टिविटी फ्रूट ऑफ एक्टिविटी इज फॉर यज्ञ यज्ञ मीन्स सैक्रिफाइस एंड यज्ञ मीन्स Vishnu, Lord Vishnu, Lord Krishna. So this science is not known to people. So all the activity should only be done for tatvijigyaasa, and tatvijigyaasa happens by doing yagyas, sacrificing the fruits of our activities. So Shrila Prabhupada explains yagyas can be broadly classified in two categories. One category is the yagyas done for transcendental knowledge. and another category is yagya sacrifice of material possessions so the second kind of yagya it is meant for the souls who are very very advanced heart is completely purified of material contaminations otherwise all of us have tendency of some kind of enjoyment no no i want to become manager i want to become doctor i want to become educator i want to become a businessman so people are not discouraged artificially you cannot suppress repress your tendencies krishna also told arjuna what will repression accomplish so artificially you need not do repression of your desires but everyone should be encouraged to work for sacrifice for performing yagya so yagya start with again people do not know that ultimately all the yagyas are meant for satisfying krishna krishna tells bhoktaram yagya tapasam sarvalokamaheshwaram so people do not understand this understanding of god is very very difficult subject matter a person has to be out of all addictions of material enjoyment in order to have sanity to understand absolute truth and god just like a person who is under influence of drugs and alcohol cannot understand what is truth so not just drugs and alcohol are intoxicating any kind of sense enjoyment is intoxicating some people tell oh prabhu then my life would be very dry why you are telling we should not enjoy it is same thing if you and me drink shall we not enjoy no we will enjoy because as soon as the liquor goes into the body it will give you uh, a different effect which is enjoyable but why do we hate it why don't we want to enjoy because we understand the results are very very dangerous if you take drugs heroin cocaine you definitely fly in the air and enjoyment would be nice but why don't you do it why you don't want such enjoyment because you understand the after effects are very very harmful and there is no question of understanding truth as long as a person is under the effects of such intoxicants 
so liquor and alcohol are very very intoxicating similarly any kind of sensual enjoyment is also intoxicating any kind of enjoyment of eyes tongue ear belly skin is intoxicating and a person forgets his real identity which is spirit soul completely different from body so that is why unless we are very strict in following the our chanting our reading and four regulative principles then we will fall down to this hallucinatory material platform so as soon as you drink you are hallucinating you do not know what is reality uh, what is the street where is house where am i lying what am i talking something i will talk and i'll forget such is the state of a living entity who has dedicated his life for sense enjoyment completely away from reality and how much ever a person can exert his mind sometimes people get confused prabhu please explain me how do i understand i am not body and spirit you can never understand sir can you explain a drunkard that sir this is your house and uh, you are lying down on street this is not your bedroom oh you also please sleep such nice ac is there he will tell so he is hallucinating and you cannot make him understand so first of all you have to wait that the effect of the liquor is over he is on platform of sanity then there is question of knowledge so in a similar fashion it is very easy to understand any kind of sens sensual enjoyment is addiction only it does not satisfy you you get addicted to it you cannot live without it so every kind of sen enjoyment of senses is addictive and just imagine if there is a family where morning to evening mother father children they are all drinking <laughs> or taking drugs you will call it a nice family bewildered family that is why bhagavatam is calling material civilization bewildered civilization because the aim of life is simply intoxication intoxication morning to evening intoxication and thus it is not possible impossible to understand reality that you are spirit soul you have a real name real form real identity not possible that is why rupa goswami says vacho vegam manasa krodha vegam jivva vegam udropastha vegam there are various demands of the body tongue wants to speak something tongue wants to taste something and all the senses are desiring something do not fulfill the demands all the demands are addictive in nature so control control regulate do tapasya by this tapasya slowly our heart will become purified and we will be able to understand what is knowledge and then we follow the principles of knowledge then we are happy but this knowledge is not known to people which is common sense thing common sense affair so such kind of yagya ordinary people uh, about transcendental knowledge discussing vedanta understanding it is not possible for everyone so ordinary people they have tendency of such addictive enjoyments so the vedas give a very nice way of doing it that is called yagya so you engage in your uh, whatever task you want to do here in this world but results don't enjoy completely sacrifice reduce your addictions just like you are then rehabilitation camp is small small dosage the intoxicant would be given to you it would be reduced gradually in a similar fashion whatever result whatever money you are earning please don't enjoy everything start sacrificing that is called yagya sacrifice 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 and understanding of god is not possible as we discussed as long as a person is addicted to material enjoyment so that is why vedas very intelligently have created a system of sacrifice doing sacrifice for devatas demigods we all want material desires you do 
you do yagya for satisfaction of chandra indra varuna durga shiva and they will fulfill your material desires at least a person is submitting to some authority he is not becoming atheist so when he sees i have done this yagya and by this yagya i did uh, putreshti yagya and i got putra he will develop strong faith oh so nice it is this yagya works so just like i told you before also one of our boys he was having kidney stone and he went to a person who was doing some tantra and uh, the doctors told him you have to do we have to do surgery and uh, everyone is scared of surgery so he went to this lady and uh, she was able to take out the kidney stone by chanting some mantras only that's it and next day he went for a test and there is no stone and then he sent his other three friends also uh and they also got cured the stone came out immediately by the mantras so the lady lives in uh, uh bhilai district still somebody wants you can visit for kidney stones so then they develop they develop faith oh this works very nicely just see the stone is out and it is wonderful uh but then he will realize simply taking stone out has not made me happy let me further read what do vedas mention about happiness and then one day he will come to knowledge man mana bhav mat bhakto man mana think of krishna become devotee of krishna that will give you happiness and then he will try it and his life would be successful in this way slowly by doing yagyas for the devatas a person is directed towards god first he develops faith because he sees immediately result of the vedas okay i did yagya for the enemy enemy is destroyed i did yagya for wealth wealth has come and all these things are happening but satisfaction will not come unless a person serves god he loves god so then he has developed strong faith in the vedas then he will read further the uh, conclusive portion of the vedas the vedanta bhagavatam and then he surrenders to god engages in his service and his life becomes successful so let us see uh, these three verses what lord krishna is describing about the vedas and we will conclude the discussion about it so this we discussed in the last class we have to take prasadam now lord krishna is telling annad bhavanti bhutani parjanyadann sambhavah yagyad bhavati parjanyo yagya karma samudbhavah all living bodies subsist on food grains which are produced from rains rains are produced by performance of yagya sacrifice and yagya is born of prescribed duties so some people tell uh, they are called naturopaths uh, i do not know if some of you are following please don't get offended but uh, people are going away from the vedas and inventing some hodgepodge thing little from the vedas and little my own imagination that is called naturopathy few portions are there from the vedas they will tell it is vedic but it is not actually vedic something is their own imagination and they tell we are unhealthy because we are not living the way nature has designed has is telling us to live so i asked why i was speaking to one of the leading naturopaths of the world so he told actually grains are not meant for us we are not able to digest grains and because of indigestion we are getting diseased we are simply meant to have some vegetables some fruits like that so i told but nature only produces grains how you are telling we are not meant to take grains then who will eat grains nature is producing no 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 grains will be consumed by birds it is not for us 
Saitoloke. And they tell our philosophies based on Bhagavad Gita, they will quote some shlokas. So if you come across any such person who tells eating grains is not natural for you, please quote this shloka from third chapter, text number 14. All living bodies subsist on grains. Annad, Lord Krishna is telling. So God is telling grains I have created for human beings. If you are not able to digest, please do some exercise or eat less. Eat in a proper way. But it is not that you have to leave grains. Every normal person, a diseased person, it's a different case. He should eat grains. Annad bhavanti bhutani. So uh, these shlokas are quoted because Arjuna was willing to leave his duties. So Krishna tells without doing duties, you cannot do yajna. Without yajna, there would be no grains. Annad bhavanti bhutani. Living entities subsist on, subsist on food grains. Food grains are produced from rains. And how rains fall? So rains do not fall because of uh, as uh, people were believing for a very, very long time. You plant more trees and there would be rain. Now people don't believe on this theory. And if this is fact, why there is uh, there is condensation, they tell. Because of trees, there is condensation and uh, the clouds, they fall as rains. So this is not fact because there is rainfall in the ocean also and everywhere, other places also. And what we call Iran and those places, 2,500 years ago, there was lush green vegetation in that area, but now it is desert. So if it was lush green vegetation, so all the clouds they should have attracted and rain should have fallen there. Why it is not happening? No, that is not fact. So Krishna is telling here, Parjanyad Annasambhava Yagyad Bhavarti Parjanya. Parjanya means rains are produced by performance of yajna. When you do yajna, rain will be supplied. And yajna, how do you do yajna? Yajna is born of prescribed duties. What does it mean? Yajna is born of prescribed duties. So one typical yajna which we see is that of fire sacrifice as we discussed, putting some ingredients in the fire. So the devatas get strength by whatever ghee and food grains, tons and tons of ghee and food grains were required to perform a yajna. An ordinary person cannot do it. Even uh, king like Maharaj Yudhishthir, he had to send Arjun to get some money to perform yajna. It is extremely expensive affair. Only kings can afford to do a couple of yajnas. That's it. So it is not that you sit in front of some some. Yagya Kunda put something over it and Yagya is done. No, it is extremely expensive affair. So that is called Dravya Yagya, offering of uh, food grains and the clarified butter into the fire. And that food, it is reaching the Devatas. Uh, how it is reaching the Devatas? How do we understand this? It is going there in the fire? No, that is a science. Uh, just like... Uh, I am producing some sound now. It is compression and rarefaction of air, as science calls it. But then the sound is getting transformed into electrical signal. That is getting transformed into electromagnetic waves. And in this way, the sound is reaching you, who are sitting uh, maybe thousands of miles away. So the same sound has reached you, isn't it? By transformation. Although ordinarily my sound cannot reach even the other room, but now by a specific procedure, specific technology, it is reaching you. 
in a similar fashion there is a specific technology if you chant the mantras properly ignite the right fire rightly then the fire will carry all the fruit ingredients transformed into a different format to the devatas just like my sound is getting transformed into a different format and it is reaching you in a similar fashion this is science thus the in bhagavatam you will read i think in fifth canto it is mentioned lord indra was somehow hiding in water for a very long time and thus he had to starve because fire agni cannot enter in water and agni carries all the food grains what yagya is done so indra had to starve all that time when he was within the water so all these things are sciences another example is uh just like any uh book is there so the same book just like you are seeing on the screen the scanned copy of the book so the book has reached you although complete book is there in my hand still if i scan it you can all the book has reached to your place also and you are also reading the book in a different format but you are having the same effect same knowledge is reaching you in a similar fashion although we see the food is lying there just like the book is lying in my hand but the food has reached the devatas in a different format so that is why our experience of the world is very very limited when you do some research about it so prabhupad uh, many people would question that no bhagavad gita is mythology mahabharat is mythology well why mythology it is a fact it is history so prabhupad quotes this verse annad bhavanti bhutani all living bodies subsist on food grains this is mythology or reality no this is reality prabhupad <laughs> yes living bodies do subsist on food grains so prabhupad tells yes just like this is fact similarly if you carefully read and analyze you will understand every line of bhagavad gita mahabharat is a fact just like now the famous cine star he died so uh, in the first look it appears that it happened automatically the person was not happy and then he hung himself but by careful an analysis they are telling no it is not automatic somebody has done it some external agent has done it in a similar fashion uh because our experience is limited it may be difficult to fathom some of the statements but if you study very very carefully you will understand every line is a fact so this yagya which is of which is called fire sacrifice it is one kind of yagya but as we discussed in the previous class any kind of sacrifice the highest sacrifice lord krishna mentions is yagya naam jap yagyo asmi in 10th chapter the greatest yagya sacrifice is jap yagya chanting and hearing the names of god your tongue could have produced so many sounds but you sacrifice that propensity and you engage tongue in chanting the names of god your ears could have heard wonderful music but you sacrifice the tendency just to hear the names of god so this is also a sacrifice this is also called yagya why rain is falling in the west in the west people do not do yagya no at least they are still uh, following the system of marriage marriage is also a yagya you sacrifice the propensity of enjoying with many people every other day you stick to one partner this is sacrifice so that you save time you gain sanity and peace of mind for searching the absolute truth if every day you are looking for a new partner there is no sanity and peace in mind how you can know absolute truth and where is question of happiness so marriage is also a yagya similarly you are doing your duties very nicely you are not taking bribes that is also yagya you could have taken bribes and enjoyed the money 
no so in a similar fashion yagya is born of duties if you do our duties which are mentioned in the vedas very very nicely then yagya is automatically involved and one such yagya is this fire yagya which is one format of sending food to the managers of the universal affairs which are controlling heat fire air vegetation and all the various affairs of this world even our bodies karm brahmodbhavam vidhi brahmakshara samudbhavam tasma sarvagatam brahma nityam yagye pratishthitam regulated activities are prescribed in the vedas so duties who will tell prabhu how to do my duties now we understood yes prabhu i want to do yagya so uh, for doing yagya you have to do your duties nicely the yagyas are automatically performed as a part of duty so how do i know what is my duty so duty you will get in the vedas vedas are user manual for our life acha so vedas give duties but how do i put faith that vedas uh, are giving the right thing right course of action so krishna mentions brahmakshara samudbhavam brahma means the vedas akshara samudbhavam they are manifested from supreme personality of godhead so krishna is telling and vedas also mentioned aparusheya vedas are not created by any human being but they are coming from god that is why they are perfect consequently all pervading transcendence god who is there present everywhere he is eternally situated in acts of sacrifice so god gives us vedas the vedas gives us duty if you do your duties very nicely you will be doing yagya which are part of our duties by doing yagya nicely there would be rain and supply of natural uh, materials minerals ingredients and by that you will be able to maintain your body very nicely so thus it is very very important krishna tells evam pravartitam chakram to follow the cycle of yagya and a person who is not following na anuvartyatiha yah aghayur indriya ramo mogam parthasa jivati my dear arjuna man who does not follow this prescribed vedic system of sacrifice yagya certainly leads a life of sin for a person delighting only in the senses lives in vain so krishna tells arjuna if a person has thought my aim in life is only to satisfy my mind and body give comforts to senses get some name fame please the mind so krishna tells mogham parthasa jivati god is telling his life is mogham mogham is useless he has wasted his life in this human form of life if he would have done yagya then he would have got freedom from repeated birth and death and entering these machines and he would have experienced a very extraordinary spiritual happiness and he has wasted his life so thus krishna is telling arjuna please uh, tatva jigyasa is important but leaving the duties taking sanyas directly to read the vedas is not recommended to everybody unless the heart is purified so how tatva jigyasa you can do you work very nicely you are a kshatriya you fight but fight for doing yagya offer the result of activities for my satisfaction so i want this fight to happen so when you fight now for my satisfaction your fighting becomes yagya so ordinary people are supposed to perform yagya in this way whatever activities you are performing engage those in those activities and the results of activities a person should offer in the service of krishna and then automatically the knowledge of truth will be revealed in the heart so this is the process of uh, performing sacrifice this is the purpose of doing all the sacrifice when you sacrifice automatically the knowledge about life is revealed
the knowledge about God is revealed. And uh, when a person keeps on sacrificing, just like when you sacrifice for any person, uh, then there is love between the two. There is relationship in a similar fashion. Relationship develops with God. And that relationship actually satisfies us.